0: You. Okay, um, we are going to um, have the meat of the program, okay? Uh, my name is Charlotte Wilson. I'm an addict. And, uh, hi, everyone. I-, I love you, too. Um, I just met this young lady, but already it's like boom, on, and popping, okay? So um, she's going to tell you um, what she's got to say. And uh, help me welcome Geraldine. Great. Uh, Wait, you um, Boston, Boston, Boston. Okay. It's crazy. Okay. Geraldine is from Boston and from different areas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to stand up. Okay. I'm Geraldine. I'm an addict. Hey, Geraldine. And I am recovering from the disease of addiction. And I'm truly here through God's grace, his mercy, and the fellowship and program of Narcotics Anonymous. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts, actually Cape Cod, Massachusetts, via Boston, all through recovery. And July 17th, I landed here in Georgia, and I live in the East End. So I've been here for four months, almost four months, um, in the state of Georgia, and I'm loving it. And I'm not going back. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I'm not going back to the snow, to the cold. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm I'm grateful, and I'd like to um, thank Weckner for taking a risk on an addict like me, um, just coming here, and then for somebody to ask me to share. You know, um, you know, it's like me, why me? But you know, as my sponsor always says, why not you? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because I qualify. You know, um, I got here like everybody else on the pain train, and. Recovery has been um, a journey, as my predecessors have said, and buckle up for the ride of your life. And that's what I've done. And um, I'm still buckled up. Um, My clean day is July 4th, 1994. Mm -hmm. And once I celebrated July 15th, I ended my term there and I moved on to this term. So I am excited <clears throat> to be in this journey and to go on to another level in my life in recovery. And since I've been here, it's been awesome. I need to say like this, um, you know, Atlanta has all these different areas that I'm learning and every area that I've been in, I've been welcomed. And I want to say that Narcotics Anonymous is worldwide, like they say, and, and I'm so glad that I've I've planted my feet where I've God planted me where He wanted me to be. Mm. So with that, my my topic is um, I'm grateful. Um, one second, mm-hmm. I'm grateful and expectations falling short. So it, it, and I definitely do um, qualify with that um, topic. Um, when I got here, I would, I'm grateful just because i have a chance to live another life in the same life you know a different life in the same lifetime i'm grateful for that that god chose me to do that and my gratitude speaks when i care and share the n-a-way so you know like i said when when someone asks me i can never say no to this program because this program has never said no to me so i always have to keep that up front you know um and I'm grateful, you know, and in, in, in I want to go into the literature, but I just want to, like, share a little bit about me um, coming here and, like, having clean time and having to do it all over again with clean time. You know, I had to come here and I had to raise my hand and I had to get the numbers and I had to tell you who I was because I could, you know, I could come here and, and, and lie and not say the truth, you know, but being in recovery, you know, honesty is one of the three spiritual principles that are indispensable, that without honesty, I can't do anything in my recovery. I can't go anywhere or do anything. And God can't work. You know, he can't work in the way he works if I'm not honest. So I had to come here as a newcomer and feeling like, oh, my God, like going into a meeting and saying who I am, where I'm from, what happened, how did I get here, da, da 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 And I was like, broken wrecked. I felt like. But I know that I had to do that in order for me to get help because I know that a closed mouth will not get fed. You know, um... I, I've been here, you know, some time, and it doesn't mean that I've arrived because I never will arrive. Like, I, I try to keep that. I, no, I try to keep that. I keep that spirit of humility very, very close to me, and I live in that for the most part because I came in here. I was arrogant. You know, and I still can be from time to time. doesn't mean that, you know, because I'm not, that it doesn't pop up. Like, my character defects don't go away. They just are arrested like my disease. Like, I got that, you know. So I have to be very careful about that. But when I came here, like I said, it was like, you know, I felt the love. And I still feel the love, you know. And I'm grateful that God put me here. Grateful that He 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 instilled in me that I could do anything through him. You know, you can move there. You know, even being you know 57 years old, 20 years clean, um, you know, newly uh, ten years divorced, and you know, um, back then, you know, back there, I was like, my life, oh my God, what kind of life is this? In recovery, clean, but you know, God has a way of preparing preparing me and and all of us for the things that He has for us because it's really not about it is a it's really not about me. It's really about him and his infinite wisdom and his, his grace and his mercy and everything that he has for me right now, every day of my life. So I, I try to stay in that realm. And, um, you know, gr- gratitude, you know, my sponsor always says a grateful heart will never use, you know, and I always keep that up front. I'm grateful for the things that um, are not good. You know, I'm grateful for the mistakes that I made. Mm -hmm. Made a lot of them and still going to make a lot. But I'm grateful for all that, the learning process. I've learned, like, if I don't learn from my mistakes, I'm going to repeat them. I'm going to keep doing the same old thing because they say you keep, you know, insanity – doing the same old thing expecting different results that's that's it you know so I have to stay grateful for the little things in my life for because I get up because I'm healthy because God doesn't have to do what he does for me but he does it for me because he loves me mm-hmm. you know all that stuff that has like come to like full circle when I got here like I was talking to a, a recovering addict from my hometown it's no coincidence that God will put somebody here you know in the midst where it's like I think I'm by myself but I'm not by myself mm-hmm. and just because I don't know you doesn't mean that you know you aren't you aren't my brothers and you aren't my keeper you know but just seeing someone that i i've grown into grown up in recovery who is my predecessor be here and call me and be here and 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 just you know support me is like it's all god like because i had no idea and and i love you walter and i'm grateful that god put you here you know because now it's like you got to tell the truth (laughs) <laughs> you know um, and not that i wasn't but you know it just like re- it just god just reaffirms everything that i do and i put forward you know and um grateful for like the things that in my life that i didn't wanna be you know grateful for or be responsible for you know my children they were they were raised in, in the fellowship and and now they're all gone and and and, and you know i i got um, I got married in this process. I got I met somebody 60 days clean, and you know, like they say, old 13 step in, and you know, I'm grateful for that because that and that kept me. You know, it it enhanced the woman that I am today. That relationship enhanced me because out of everything that I went through in that relationship, I didn't use. I, and I use for relationships. That's why I used in the first place because when you when you come in here and you do some work and you go through a four step and you find out all the reasons that, you know, why you did this this and this and who you are, you know, and that's the reason why I used drugs was because, you know, the way I felt about myself and because of the way I thought you wanted me to be in a relationship. I didn't know nothing about relationships. You know, um and so I, I I commend that relationship. Like I'm I'm glad about that relationship. I don't have any remorse or regrets or resentments about that relationship because it made me who I am. You know, it helped me to get closer to God number one, because He's the beginning and the end of everything in my life. And it helped me to accept the fact that you can do this. Like you, you know, you're not the first person that you know your heart is broken and you're devastated and and you, you, the man left you in your marriage. You're not the first person. You're not unique, Geraldine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. And so all that helped me with all that. So with all that, it was you know it, I started my road on this on this journey. You know. Um, and so, I, you know, all there, and, and even in relationships, being clean, with some substantial clean time, like being devastated, 13 years clean, and, you know, going back to only what I know, like, today I'm doing what I don't know, like what I can't, what I can't see, you know, trusting and believing. And and that's the faith that I have and the God of my understanding, that no matter what I go through, he's there. Matter of fact, he's been there. He just came back to get me to go through what i got to go through, you know, and I understand that about him today, you know, um, and that's my gratitude. That's where my gratitude mostly is, is, like, with the God of my understanding. You know, when I came here, and it talks about, like, expectations through this whole thing, like, I remember... I. My sponsor always said, like, you know, expect, don't expect, can't expect, can't put expectations on anyone or anyone because we're human and we'll fail you. And, you know, and I I got that. took me a while. I went through some pain behind that, but I got that, you know. And when I got here, you know, my family had some expectations, you know, um, And I and I wasn't aware of their expectations. Well, why would I be? They're not mine, so I don't have any idea of what they are, you know. But my my thing was, you know, I'm coming. You opened your door, you know. I'm gonna get a, you know, get a, go to another level in my life, you know. Um, I, you know, my my youngest son went to school in 2005 in college, and um, I was like empty nest, and I was happy. Like, thank you God, I'm newly divorced. Like, I'm gonna get a life. It's all about me. Like, yes you know and then he placed this this child in my life and so i was like okay you know and um i love my granddaughter i couldn't imagine my life without her today because she was the rock that god Put in my path because if I realized that now, I didn't think of it then, but if I didn't have her, I would have, God knows what would have happened. I might have not been standing here today if He didn't put her. And I realized that, you know, but it took me a long time to get there because I didn't want her. And not because I didn't love her, because she's not mine. I raised my kids like, are you serious? But God saw different, you know, um, she was four months old. She's nine today. So we are on this journey together you know, she grew up in the room, she's still growing up in the rooms, you know, and, and that's the way it is, you know, and so I'm a grandmother taking care of a, a child, you know, I, I'm doing, and, and I look at it now, I didn't look at this before, it was like a curse, like, really, God, why me, like, I, oh, my God, I went through some stuff, <laughs> and now I look at it like she's a total blessing in my life, you know, I, without her, I don't know where I would be, and so we're, we're doing this thing together, it's, I'm not saying, like, sometimes I still feel like, you know, when I can't do this, this, and this, like, I, I get angry at her parents, you know. Um, but I got to remember, like, you know, they are where they are, and I have to look at the positive of everything, and, and it brings the gratitude back in where it's like, you know, Geraldine, thank God you're available for her. Because when my mm-hmm. kids were that age, I just was getting clean. So at four months old, I wasn't available for my children. So I to look at it like he gave me a whole second chance to do it again. You know, so, but it took a minute. I couldn't I couldn't get that. It just took a minute for everything. And, and and thank God that he allows us to, like, go, you know, do my will. You know, his will be done, not mine. Okay, fine. But lots of times I, you know, not think like his will is, I couldn't figure out what his will was for me. You know, today I know that his will is not my will because my will is full of chaos, confusion, uh, hurt, pain all that ugly stuff. So when I'm in that mode, I know like oh you got to shift it, turn it off. It's about God, you know, and I have to go to the other side. Thank God for that. And that's where the gratitude speaks too because I don't have to like keep going over and over. I can bump my head 5 times instead of 25 times. And I can keep it, and I can move it on, you know, um not saying that I, you know, don't want to like sometimes want to do what I want to do, because I do, because I think I'm grown. I know what I'm, I know me, I know what I'm doing, like, are you serious? But I know God knows me best and knows me better and, and wants better for me and loves me more than I could love myself. And so I have to always keep that in check and always remember that. You know, so my family had some expectations. Things didn't go well, you know. Um, but one thing when I got here, I didn't have a job. I stayed with my family. I did have a vehicle, so I was blessed to have some transportation. So what I did was what I knew how to do was go to meetings. I found the meetings in my area. I was in a meeting at 8 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and sometimes at night. And I did that for almost three months, 90 days. And, and, I, and I was talking to a recovering addict today, just today, and he, he, he brought it to my attention that God brought me full circle right back to where I started 20 years ago. And that's exactly what he did. He brought me right back to going to meetings, Mm. recovery first, staying clean, must come first, uh, no matter what you can't use, Uh, all the the stuff because of everything that was going on in the household. I came here, five adults, five children, big, beautiful home, but five adults, five children, and three of those adults are women. There's something definitely going to take place that is going to take place, you know, and it did. But the whole time, thank you, God, that I was able to practice the spiritual principles. And I thank this area, I thank this Georgia, you know, I don't know, West End, South End, East End, all of you, because the spiritual principles finally, like, the light went on. And I said, wow, that's exactly what recovery is all about, is the spiritual principles. So I thank, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that because God brought me here. I didn't have a clue about that where I came from. Not saying that we didn't, you know, practice them or we didn't work them and we didn't do them, but because when I came here they were so evident in recovery that it was like a piece that I picked up and put in my, tool, in my toolbox because I knew I'm going to need them and I'm glad that I took them, you know, and then I have them and, I, and, I'm, and I'm working them and at any given moment I might not be, but I know like I can get slapped right back into a spiritual pr- principle and I'm grateful for that. So with my family, like they had some expectations and I fell short. You know, um, but, you know, that's, I'm not perfect. I'm, I, I'm going, But I didn't have any clue that I was going to fall short. Because I didn't have a clue that they had expectations on me. Because that's not how I've been living for the last 20 years. You know, I, I do what I do. If I disappoint you, I apologize and move on. And I try not to do it again. And if I do, oh, well, like I do. But I'm not perfect. And for the most part, people in my life know that and accept me for who I am. You know, that's the other piece about that. But... And my niece and my nephew, and, 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 and they knew me when they were growing up, but they didn't know me when as I grew up, you know, not realizing that I just got introduced to my little girl 20 years ago, and I've just been mm-hmm. teaching her how to live mm-hmm. and how not to be, who she can be, and what she can get me into at any given moment, and they have no clue about that, mm-hmm. you know. So it was like kind of like bumping heads. like, But the the blessings were like, and anybody that knows me, and you all don't, but he does, like this thing here is like my worst enemy, you know, because i got to have the last word, got to be right, you know. Don't tell me. And I've learned that by being silent sometimes, says a whole, whole, whole bunch about the person that you are and the person that you're becoming in, in God. So, I had to practice that, which was very hard, you know, in my anger i have I'm a survivor of domestic violence when I was using, and I have anger, and my anger is like from anger and it goes right to rage. There's no in between. I see black, you know I'm better at it today because I've recognized it, and it scares me, so I'm grateful that i'm scared scared of my anger just you know take a seat. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to nurture you because it, it could it could get me where I was and everything that would going on going on. I could be probably locked up in the state of Georgia and my poor baby would probably be back in Massachusetts or under the custody of DFAC here or DFACs here in Georgia. However, that didn't happen because I knew better. I knew I have, you know, I have a tape in my mind that I play and I and I go over and I and I understand those kind of things. So it didn't work it didn't work out that way. But now I want to go and I want to talk about in, in the um Living Clean and it talks about under the um category of the relationships and it talks about <coughs> like a leaf of a leap of faith. So it talks about like it says like throughout our recovery we improve our behavior, our attitudes. I just need a drink of water because I'm was- <coughs> Throughout our recovery, we improve our behavior, our attitudes, our perspectives, our lives. The awakenings we have as we work the first eleven steps gives us the ability to act in a new way. (coughs) Excuse me. We ask for knowledge of a higher power's will for us and the power to carry that out. After all, the surrendering and house cleaning in the previous steps, a constant Conscious contact in the 11th step changes us. The more we embrace our powerlessness, the more deeply empowered we are taken. We take action in our lives. Our basic text tells us that we find God's will for us in the things we value the most. We may describe this in a very spiritual language, or just knowing the feeling of being at one with what we are doing. I know I'm doing my higher powers' will when all that noise in my head goes away. <clears throat> <coughs> Excuse me, and then it goes on to say, This is about all, this is all about faith. Living our dreams requires that we believe they are possible. When we act on faith, we move in a positive direction. It can be very frightening and sometimes a little weird. Taking a leaf of faith asks us to trust either that there will be ground beneath our feet or we will be able to fly. Small steps give us the courage to leap. And so, you know, I just, all that stuff that was going on just, like, had me in a place like, God, you didn't bring me here for that. Like, I took a, I took a, a leap of faith in, in February, and I, and I trust you, and I believe in you, and I know you didn't bring me here for that. That's not why you brought me here. And all the chaos and confusion and drama going on, and, like, I was able to, like, surrender at a deeper level with the humility that I needed and, thanking God and being grateful that he loved me in my process. Because if I had not acted the way that I should have acted, if I acted the way that I normally would act, like I said, I would have been, you know, like, who do do they think they are? Like, they don't know me? Hmm. Because I'll blow up this MF in-house and call it a day. You know, that's where my thoughts went. But then it was like, you know, and my God speaks to me in my voice, He doesn't speak to me in any, it's not a cloud, it's not a burning bush, it's my voice, and he said, you can't do that. Why would you want to do that? And I had to stop in the midst of all that anger and rage and like, you don't know who I am and I don't need you, and yeah, and then the voice said again, yeah, you do need them. You don't have any place to go. The other voice, yeah, you have a place to go. You can always go to a shelter. You can do the, because I am, you know, I work in human services, so I know how the system works. I could get myself and my granddaughter. But the other voice said, no, I didn't bring you here for that. So I had to surrender again at a deeper level, and, like, I had to, like, close my mouth. When they said things to me, they beat me up emotionally. I had to close my mouth because I, had a, I, I knew that I had to trust God and believe, couldn't see it, Wasn't feeling it, wasn't feeling it, wasn't feeling it. Just, God, where are you? So I prayed, I meditated, I went to meetings, I shared with other recovering addicts. They loved on me. Lita, I love you. You know, like the women, like, where I come from, like, the women are okay, but certain women aren't okay, and I always grew up with this thing about, like, you know, women don't want to talk to me because of how I look, and, you know, and, and some of that is true, Geraldine, but what, what's really going on with you, <laughs> you know, because that's where my sponsor takes me. What's going on with you? You know, and not, not, you know, because sometimes you look at the outside of somebody and you see all this, but you have no idea what's in the inside. There's a little girl in there that's hurt, that uh, has been abandoned, that, you know, doesn't think anybody loves her. You know, um, so the big girl puts the mask on so the little girl can survive. But I don't have to do that anymore because I am who I am. And if you've got a problem with who I am, what I look like, especially with what I look like, you need to talk to him because he's the one that made this, not me. I'd have anything to do with this. And I had to come to a realization with that because it was holding me back from like, you know, getting blessings. You know, my self, low self-esteem would kick in. Like, no, that's not for you. are you crazy? Cause you think it, uh, I don't like, and so I had to stop all that noise in my head. And I talked about that and that, and you know, what I read, like, you stop the noise when it's not, when the noise stops, it's God's will. When there's noise, it's not, it's not God's will. So I had to, I had to do all that, you know, and you know, I just wanted to, Are we coming? So I just wanted to, you know, stop all that. So I did. So I come here, and and, and I'm in this place, and and, and this is going on, and this is going on. Mind you, i got a child, you know, that's there, and, you know, we didn't come from this. You know, I've been on my own for ten years. I've been divorced ten years, been on my own. My kids are gone. It's just me and her. So I don't know how to live in a community setting. You have to teach me how to do that because I haven't done that in ten years. My kids are gone. No. It's just me and her. We come home, it's like, we, fend, you know, fend for yourself, little girl, because Nana's tired, you got you know, and that's how we do it. And here it was a whole different thing. So I had to understand that, okay, Geraldine, jump on board, do what you got to do, you know, be a part of, and I did that. But it wasn't good enough. Everything I did wasn't good enough. So the bottom line is like I surrendered again. I said, okay, God, you got to get me out of here. You got to get me out of here. I prayed, I went to meetings, you know, I, I shared, I, I did everything that every my predecessors told me what to do. You know, I never stopped doing the things that I learned working here when I first came in here. I still do those things mm-hmm. with time. I have to if I want to stay. <laughs> I heard this beautiful woman say, uh, just keep coming, you know, and that's the key. Just keep coming even if even if you don 't understand if you 're confused if you 're not comfortable, just keep coming it 'll all make sense you know in god 's time when you 're ready when he feels you 're ready to accept what needs to be revealed to you it 'll make sense you know um, so you know my blessings being blessed in that house you know. Being safe, my granddaughter being safe, you know, because, you know, and I'm not, I've lived in, I lived in the hood, I lived in Dorchester, Massachusetts, Fields Corner, Geneva Ave, Gang Bang, oh, I lived in all that stuff with her. I mean, going into my apartment and, and, and here comes gunfire and, and we're like, you know, I'm like, thank God we're upstairs, but I'm always worried when my family comes, my kids and my grandkids, you know, what, is, is somebody gonna start shooting now? So I understand all that, but where I came, when I came here, I'm up north, and it's a much more, um, country setting, and, and it's perfect, you know, um, and, and for her. It's perfect for her, and I've been able to venture into the city, you know, in, in the South Side, and and so I'm grateful for that. So I've seen, you know, I can I can li- I can live anywhere. I know I can live anywhere because the God, it's not where you live, it's how you're living. And if you're connected with God, if you understand it, you can live anywhere and stay clean. I know that. That's that, that's without a doubt. I'm not confused about that. So I'm I'm still clean. I'm not using, even though I want to rip some heads out, rip their throats out, you know, um, even burn their house down, all these thoughts going through my head, you know. But I know, Geraldine, you can't do that stuff. You are in the state of Georgia. You are not in Massachusetts. It ain't going to happen. You ain't going to, like, you, you don't know those people like you know. You don't know nobody here like you know up there. You know, maybe I could get a pass up there or, or a little less, you know, slap on the wrist. But here I ain't getting no pass, you know, so... Just doing what I know how to do and not doing nothing sometimes but praying. Because I hear people say, if you don't know what to do, don't do nothing. Okay, that's true, but you got to do something. you got to pray. you got to at least pray. Because if you don't do nothing, you're going to get nothing. And I don't want to get nothing. I want to get something. So I came, and I'm here, and what happened, the blessings kept flo- just flowed. No job, no place to live. And a week before, I started, I have a job, and I have a place to live. And a week before I, I moved into my, my place to live, my apartment, my actually it's a house. I, I was blessed. Mm. Um, you know, um, I started my job a week later. You know, and I can't tell you how in awe I am of God mm. and the miracles that he does. Mm. You know, um, I've been here four months and I have a job, a place to live, and... I know that contentment is all God all you need is what contentment is what God gives you what God knows that you need. And he I have had contentment most of my recovery cuz I've had everything that I need. I still have what I need. But the blessing is like what he what he did for me and moved me so quickly I just I'm grateful to the point where it's like I surrendered all, again at another level I'm surrendered, and this time, this time, it's all about Him. I'm not going off the path, I'm not getting swayed by the disease or my voices or whatever, I'm staying in God's will and in His lane. Because I know, He's already gave me some evidence after four months, he showed me what he's all about. He showed me what he could do. So for me to go and do what I want to do when I know that what he can do, even in the midst of the storm, working it all out, I'd be a fool not to stay in the will of God. So I just, like, am so grateful for the opportunity to come here because I have a lot, lot of gratitude, lot of gratitude in staying in that, that, that humble space that... The space of humility with with God and just love in my heart and just whatever happens, God, it's all it's all up to you. It's what you want for me, you know. Working a third step and eleventh step has taken me there because those are our spiritual steps. Mm-hmm. And in the third step, we give that control up because that's what being in the will of God is: leaving that control right there, moving forward without control. And the eleventh step. I pray and I meditate so I can continue to stay in his will with the conscious contact like the voice when he speaks to me in my own voice. That I know it's God talking to me and it's not my disease. You know, if you're new, if you're new, stay. Don't don't keep, we say keep coming back, but I say stay. Because if you leave, you're going to miss the miracle. And the miracles happen every day. So you can't, you know, they say don't leave till the miracle happens. Don't leave because miracles happen every day a miracle happens. Waking up is a miracle. You know, if you're older, you know, like I'm up in age, waking up with no aches and pains, that's a miracle. <clears throat> so I, I'm staying because I know whatever he has done for me, what he has for me, I'm, also, I'm good. Like, okay, God, it's all about you. I'm in surrender mode. So newcomer, stay. Don't leave. We need you. I need a newcomer in here to help me to stay clean. To remind me that if I go out there, it's, I'm going to get the same thing I got some 20, 20 years ago. It's it, not in change out there. If anything, it's worse. You know. Um, so thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me your time, and um, thank you for letting me share. Yeah. It was Geraldine from Boston, who now lives here with us, okay? And our second speaker, <laughs> his topic is recovery, not just using drugs. This is Jerome from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Thank
2: you. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Can I pick this up? Hey, I, I no. got to. I don't think so, because I think if you do, you might mess
1: up. Okay.
2: I'm a little nervous, I don't like speaking in front of people, so I, I do better one-on-one. But, but anyway, I'm dramatic, my clean date is either November the 3rd or November the 5th. The last time I got high, I hope this don't him. I smoked a $10 rock for five hours. And I said, I'm coming on back to the meeting now. Because I was one of the magics that couldn't stay clean. You know, I, you know they say, meeting makers, make. I, for some reason that didn't work for me. Now I'm not saying it worked for you. But I went to the meeting, go back out, give me 18 months, 9 months, 10 months, and I relapse all the time. i said, man, what's wrong with me? I ain't dumb. Why I couldn't stay clean? So that's why the topic is recovery, not just using drugs. See, I'm not trying to stay clean today. I want you to know that. That might offend you. So I'm trying to recover. Recovery all together different than staying clean. Recovery is an active change of my thoughts and belief about me. If I don't change my belief about me, you still my problem. If I don't change my belief, you still getting on my nerves. You feel me? He shouldn't have said that. It ain't what he said that got me disturbed. Is what I believe. So recovery is always examining my belief system all the time. So I need a program to to, to deal with my belief system because when I put out on the dough, the illness is, is 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 physical. That's one third. The other one is mental and spiritual. Now I ain't real smart, but two bricks is heavier than one brick. Now if you take away the one brick and don't deal with the two bricks, the two bricks will lead me back to the dope. It ain't nothing physical. It's mental and spiritual that I ain't know nothing about. That's what took me back to the door. That's what got me homeless clean. So I didn't come to tell y'all no story. I come to share my experience. I've been homeless clean. Been in the jail clean. It ain't, It wasn't drugs that sent me to jail, but I hadn't worked on my character. So I'm in the meeting talking about don't use it. I ain't using no physical, but I'm using the same ideas and beliefs and getting the same result. So I got to come to the meeting to tell y'all don't use no matter what because I ain't doing shit else. <laughs> that got to be the slogan. Yeah, and then I'm going to beat you up because I got me some clean time. I'm going to use the clean time to justify not getting in recovery. Because I'm going to use it. You know, addicts, we use us, man. We'll use anything to make ourselves feel good. And I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about you now. If that fits you, that's your business. So, what happened to me, man? I started getting involved in the program early in the game. Now, I got clean in the other fellowship, and a lot of people got problem with that. I ain't got no problem with no damn A, man. Come on, man. I got clean in the other fellowship because they don't have a lot of N.A. in in Chattanooga. So the dude said, man, you can't say that. I said, you mean to tell me a letter got you disturbed, man? Come on, man. Come on, A letter, man. Come on. You just got through talking about God. Yeah. That's fake shit. Yeah. See, love is kind, thoughtful, and considerate. You sure ain't considerate when you're doing that, man. So what happened? I, I went to the meeting in Chattanooga. Never forget it. I had me nine months clean. You're in the workbook on page 31. They talk about the process we use to recover It's step four through nine. One, two, three, prepare me to look at me. Now I hear people say, take your time. I don't know, no crack at it or addict took their time to get high. Now when I come to knock out numbers, some knuckle here say, take your time with the step. If you're crazy, I do not have to understand the program in order for it to work. When you telling me to take my time, you telling me I need to understand. That's what you're telling me subliminally. I do not have to understand the mechanism of crack or heroin to shoot it. Why I got to do it in the program. So I took the steps early in the game. Didn't understand it. Forget what I knew. When I did my fourth step, I said, there it is, Ron. There's your problem. It wasn't physical, so the drugs out the way. But I, all my life, I thought y'all thought y'all was betting me. That's <laughs> yeah. so why you think I got treated, y'all. I had an attitude of indifference. <laughs> every time I came around, y'all, I sized you up. Yeah. And I can't even cuss because look great now. <laughs> so every time I came, I, I sized you up because it wasn't all right with me. I didn't size you up because I felt good. I sized you up because I was uncomfortable. That's why I sized you up. So I just come to share about recovery after the drug. Once I put the dope down, the recovery process begins. So I need a program to recover. I don't need no program to start smoking up. That's some bullshit. I need a program to recover from what the dope did to me. The dope made me leave my six kids. So when I get off the dope, I got to go back home to these kids, and I don't know what to tell them, man. Mm. I was in the bathroom one day,
1: <laughs> and uh,
2: my little boy, Blake and Philip said, every time daddy get out that door, he want to come back and try to tell us how to live. He said, how a man leave his family and know how to live? See, that's what those fiends do want to tell somebody what to do.
1: <laughs>
2: Always quick to tell somebody what God said. I remember one day I told my sponsor, he, uh, he said, man, God told me something. He said, what's his number, man? Because I'm going to call him and tell him that he dialed the wrong number. <laughs> Always try to tell somebody what somebody else said. The book, Knockout Nom, said Honest Share and Risky Business. And the longer I stay clean, the harder it is to talk about Jerome McCartney. Mm-hmm. I tell a story in a minute because that's what kept me high. You don't think i come in and tell y'all a recovery story. But to come in and not calling out me and tell y'all how I'm doing, mm-hmm. I damn near had to die to do that. Yes, I'm, I'm talking about clean. Yeah. See, I was up in Knoxville homeless. Had lost my, I used to own recovery houses and shit. Lost the business. So I sponsored this one guy in Knoxville named Mark, Italian boy. He said, Ron, you want me to, he ain't good financial shape. He's my friend, too. Everybody needs a friend like Mark. Yeah. 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 He my friend. Because he showed me how to make a living without breaking the law. Mm. For real. Because mm. that's what I was used to doing, breaking the law. So he said, Man, I like you, man. You helped me in recovery. I'm sure going to get you some money. Took me two years to hear him. Mm. I'm talking about I'm clean, too. I ain't using no dope. Mm. But my mind closed. Yeah, we ain't falling out with each other because your mind open. You yeah. falling out because your mind closed. Yeah. Some of y'all said I ain't got no this. Yeah. 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 right yeah. Yeah. now as I speak. Yeah, yeah. 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 you ain't following me because my mind closed, man. I think it should go like this, but the book said it, burden is our strength. Why I got to go like where well, I said go and and be at the meeting talking about you? Yeah, because I ain't recovering from that physical. I'm recovering some mental and spiritual. And guess what? I didn't know nothing about. Now I had been in a Christian program and preached the word, but you know, I preached the word for a minute. So did. Yeah, stole the church van. Six months later. So I knew the word. So I came in Nakalanimi, talking that fake God talk. So when I get here, as soon as somebody says something about God. I closed my mind, because I already knew what they were talking about. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious, you know, when you keep realizing, your mind will open up. But if you keep being broke and having problems with people, your mind will open up, too. Mm-hmm. Keep boxing with each other in the meeting. And I got to box with a lot of people in the meeting, I say, something wrong, wrong. So I looked the word spiritual up, kind of find out I ain't no shit about it. Mm-hmm. The word spiritual means thoughts and feelings. So whatever you think, that's what you're going to feel. I say, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. You mean to tell me I didn't talk my way into feeling that? You weren't with me. It had to be me. I say, good God Almighty. I'm in there talking this fake God talk. What God said, He said, watch your thinking. I ain't know nothing about that. I was watching your thinking, I wasn't watching mine. Yeah, that's what I do. I watch you so I know which way to go. But the person that got me homeless wasn't nobody with me, man. It was me. So in this program, I started to do another inventory, and I realized. I said, I ain't know nothing about taking care of me spiritually. She has a little boy. I was poor, and I thought being poor meant I was bad. I thought it. And it became true. Yeah. See, I ain't recovering from nothing physical. I'm recovering some mental and spiritual. That's why the book say, in order to recover, it ain't say stop smoking. No, you need a personality change. That what the literature say. Yeah. You can stop using and don't have no personality change. You just can't recover.
1: Yeah.
2: And you stopped using for years in here,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but you can't recover in here without using the program. So I need the twelve step. To identify the illness and I need the principles to dig that shit up. Yeah, I need the principles for real. See, I was just talking principles, you know, like if I don't take your money, you don't take mine. That ain't no principle, that's survival shit. Yeah, man. You know, when I open my mind up, I hear everybody. You know, I was in Johnson City, Tennessee. i been traveling in recovery. You know, I got my own, I got an antique business now. I, I ain't learning computers, I was 59 years old. So I was in Johnson City, Tennessee, and uh, the meeting is 99.9% white. I cussed the whole group out. I said, let me tell y'all something, man. Y'all done killed a lot. See, I used to blame it on being poor and black. There's a bunch of rich white folks fucked up too. So they helped me. They killed one of the lies Because I blamed it on my genetics. The disease didn't have nothing to do with my circumstances. Yet I didn't know how to take care of me spiritually. I don't know how to take care of me. Why do you think I'm fighting with you? Because I still think you're my problem. And if I think it, it is. So I'm recovering from a state of mind that'll mess me up clean. Yeah, we ain't fighting. The book says as long as it ties thousands together, all is what? Well. But if I don't cut what's inside of me loose, I'm fighting in the meeting. Yeah, we falling out of the meeting all over the country, man. Yeah. The book said we putting principles before what? <laughs> I'm putting principles before my personality, not yours. It ain't your personality that got me disturbed, it's mine. They say, bro, put the principle before your own belief system. It's my belief that had me uncomfortable my whole life. It wasn't yours. Mm. Why I put the principle for your person. I don't even know you. I <laughs> <laughs> put the principle before my character, not yours. Yeah, that old crazy stuff. I'm clicking up. and knock and out. What's that crazy? I used to hear some crazy stuff. I'm in some kind of group, no matter what. It's not out on the bills, no matter what. What you need a subtitle for? The dude came to not fix it, man. I mean, no matter what. I said, fool, you don't want crazy. This is no matter what. Come on, come what you need a subtitle for? <laughs> this the only program in being hip slipping cool. I'll fuck you up.
1: <laughs>
2: come in here and be slick. Because the disease do not want me to be honest. Honesty is the antidote to my disease thinking. Now, when I'm being slick, I ain't being honest. Yeah, I'm not being honest, but I'm trying to say something clever. What well, I'm saying is clever, but everybody in the room suffers from the same thing. You know what I'm suffering from, man? Now, this just happened three months ago. Me and my daughter, I cussed out. Now, I'm green 11 years. I went crazy green, so I'm talking about what happened today. ain't... When you hear somebody, I'm gonna make a statement in a minute. You can take it or you don't take it. I'm talking about how I'm doing today. I'm not talking about I came here November the 3rd and 5th, 2004. That don't have no power today. Come on. What'll get me drunk today is lying today, 10, 12 days in a row. Yeah. So you using yesterday? Yesterday won't keep you clean today. I had a friend yesterday. left. Who had five years played in the movie Lottery Ticket. Went from homeless to playing in the movie Lottery Ticket. Went all the way to the Hilton. Not the Hilton, the Hamptons in New York. That's the rich area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's back in jail. Yeah, Underneath the bridge again. He had knowledge of the program. I said, let me tell you something. Knowing this shit here, I fucked you up. Yeah. Because knowing it, I caused me to become close-minded again. And i tell you, man, I've been around here 15 years. We ain't nobody talking about how long you been here. Yeah. We talking about how you doing. Right. The book said, I shared sharing this risky business. Who you think they talking about? The book said, the longer you stay clean, your chances get slim. Because yeah. they know we finna start lying. Yeah. <laughs> we finna start telling N.A. stories. Yeah. Once upon only time when I first got here. Don't nobody care about this shit. The newcomer don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The newcomer to know, can How can you what? Get out of this pain. If you tell a story, I miss the newcomer. Now, primary purpose of the group is what? To carry the message to the newcomer. That's why I'm here. Any newcomers in here? Hey, how you doing? Let's see y'all. Hey. Hey. hey Welcome, I've really come to carry the message. See, when I say I'm recovering from a hopeless state of mind, when I got here, I was an addict that couldn't stay clean. I started to jump off the bridge. <laughs> That show oh, they'll never forget. It. I never thought that suicide would knock on my door. But it showed up. And my daughter Ashley appeared in my mind. See, Daddy, you still die a loser. See, I didn't want to kill myself because I wanted to kill myself. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's why I wanted to kill myself. But I didn't know there was a plan of action to get me out. See, if you look the word recovery up, it means plan of action. I get the knock and I'm going to get what they give me. They give me a plan of action. And if I take it, they say, never have we seen a person fail who lives. It I ain't talking about it. talk about it. I'm talking about living the principle while I wake up in the morning, and I'm practicing being honest about how I feel about Jerome McCarty, not how I feel about your ass, how I feel about me. That's the root, that's the, that's the problem. How do you really, do you like what you, where are you going? That's what I'm recovering from. See, so all the time I was in the meeting, they were talking about don't use no matter what, but the drugs didn't take with you the drugs. It was the mental and the spiritual part of this illness that I didn't even address. I addressed the physical part. Yeah. I ain't got to worry about wiping my booty if don't nothing come out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you ain't got to worry about that. What you keep talking about the physical part, talk about the real problem, mental and spiritual. I need a program to address the mental and the spiritual part. Because it'll trick me. It'll trick me all the time. I can't even come in the meeting and talk honest because I'm clean. I got to tell a story. But that's going to help my life. That's not gonna help my life, man. Honesty is the antidote to this disease. Honesty is the antidote. Not time, not knowledge. And then we, you know, I. Then if I step on your toe, guess what they'll say? You need to get you some. <laughs> you think that's helping the new man? That is not attractive, man. That's sarcasm, man. Yeah, man. Love, tolerance, patience—the code of knockouts and knockouts. <laughs> that ain't love, man. That's sarcasm, man. That ain't attractive. When I was clean, I wasn't studying that shit you were talking about. Matter of fact, I used to say you need to get you one.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm hurting and you fucking with me.
1: <laughs>
2: and you think you saying something clever. Yeah. You ain't helping me, man. <clears throat> hey, I've a telling you about 15 more minutes. Okay, about right. So anyway, recovering after the drug. So when I did step four, right, if you knew in here, I took the step early. Come on. I want y'all to know that. I did my fourth step less than 30 days clean. You all might not hear this like I've been clean too. And then the first time I took the step, I went through the step, and I relapsed after nine months. Never forget it. Well, I'm talking I was hot because I just knew I had me something, and I relapsed. So I get back to the beating, and my old sponsor funny motherfucker, he's the right guy. He said, wrong back. So I ain't even mad at him now. He said, oh, good Sharon Rome is back. <laughs> Everybody laugh like y'all laugh. <laughs> I ain't mad now because I just smoked that $10 rock for five hours. Lip, lip was white and everything. I wasn't stuck. I wanted to know what happened. So when I get back to the meeting, I say, hey, man, uh, what happened? He said, you want the good news or the bad news? Nigga, just give me the news. <laughs> so he said, well, wrong taste. I'm, you know, most eggs, we sell from yeah, man. He said, you sold the 12-step program. I said, what? I'm just coming off of here. I ain't been clean three hours. Yeah, he said, man, you sold the 12-step program. I said, what you mean I sold it? He said, you sold it. You told everybody about the steps. He said, guess what you forgot to do? I said, what? You forgot to take them. (laughs) So the light went off. I said, oh. So I said, what I do on the next trip? He said, this is what I want you to talk about. Thank God for them. He said, the next 90 days, I want you to tell everybody how you feel about Jerome McCarty. Oh, For 90 days, that's what I talked about. Oh, oh, oh. If the topic was on humility, I said, man, I'm angry in a motherfucker. My head hurts. So when I get off the dope, my legs shake like this. i just, I just <laughs> I'm shaking. So I got, I come to the meeting and say, man, my legs shaking and I can't be still. I ate 25 sandwiches yesterday. I'm just.
1: <laughs>
2: so the first time in life, y'all didn't threaten me. I felt some kinship in here. Cause I realized these motherfuckers fucked up too. This they ain't visiting.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, they, they ain't in here cause like this the place to be. These motherfuckers at the end of the road too. <laughs> I said I felt cool. And then the sad thing, it was some it was some people from college, mm-hmm. gangsters, pimps, players, all kinda of shit. All of them was fucked up, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, I wasn't studying y'all no more. Yeah. So for the next nine days, I talked about me. Never forget it. Come on. So on the 94th day, I get this bright idea to move back to Birmingham.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I had been homeless in Birmingham eight years struggling with drugs, for real. And I thought I had found me something. I knew it. I could feel it in my spirit. Mm-hmm. I sponsored my first guy with 96 days clean. He celebrated 11 years in January. You probably don't hear this too much. I gave him the 12 steps the way my sponsor gave it to me. And he's still clean today. I didn't change it. So I got ready to move back to Birmingham. And uh my sponsor made an announcement to me. He's a funny dude too, man. He said, I got an announcement. Wrong thing to move back to Birmingham. Because I like to gamble. It's just me lying. I like
1: gambling. But
2: y'all might not like it. I like it. So anyway he make a announcement into me. meeting. Wrong for him to move back to Birmingham, and you know he can't stay clean when he moved back to Birmingham. I cussed that nigga out in me. So in the process of cussing him out, he had showed me how to work that process in the workbook on page 31, step four through nine, where we try to sort through the confusion that got you confused. <laughs> See, something got me confused, so I used the process to sort through the confusion that had me confused. So I said, I'm angry at Dean because he told everybody I was going back to Birmingham. And I asked myself, are you scared to go back to Birmingham? I said, yeah. It took me 94 days to start lying again. Mm-hmm. So after me I said, hey, Dean, I need to holler at you, buddy. What you want, nigga? I ain't bad because I didn't sort through the confusion. He ain't got me disturbed. The book say." Failure to take personal responsibility, we create our own what? Wow. So I was making myself disturbed. He didn't do it. I got that down pat. I said, hey man, why you didn't tell me I was scared to go to Birmingham? He said, why you didn't tell them people in the meeting that you were scared to go to Birmingham? I said, oh. He said, what you do when you got scared? I said, I used that plan you gave me. He said, when you get to Birmingham, I want you to use that same plan. I said, good, good God Almighty, I got me a plan that works work if I work it. See, the program is designed to change my belief system. The fellowship is just for me to come here and identify with y'all. But the program is the 12 steps in the principle. So why would you tell a person to delay the process? You ain't no psychiatrist, you an addict. Right. Where you get your experience at to tell somebody he ain't ready? How you know that? Mm. How you know God ain't using this person to say to get out? Yeah. You ain't got time to wait. You something from a fatal illness that'll kill you, man. When it gonna kill me? It ain't no time frame. Should I take the medicine today or next year? We need to stop telling people that bullshit, man. Mm. If you ain't took the steps, you need to get out the way, man. And stop using clean time to bully people, man, in knockouts and arms. Stop bullying us, man. We dying, man, The alarming rate. People relapsing in an alarming rate in knockouts and all over the country, man. This shit real, man. This is, some seri- this is serious, man. This is business. My whole, you know, I was, I was, I'm sorry, I, I skipped around. You know, I don't like talking in front of people. But anyway, uh, my daughter, I cussed out three months ago. One of the saddest moments in my life. My friend over here, she's a good friend of mine, I talk all the time. That's my sister. We argue all the goddamn time. Yeah. We don't argue because I, I don't like it. She say some shit I don't want to hear. Her. Yeah. So I cuss out. We don't talk for two weeks. I do Julie's and Roger like that. You better get you some people like that. They say, man, I don't want to hear that shit you talking about. They hang up. And then I call them back. fuck you mean by hanging up? <laughs> I huh. Well, I don't want to talk to you like a little kid. Yeah. Then I think about it. She said, uh, she told me one day, Citron, you just like me. You just had the program. Fuck is You talking about I sponsor a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah. She said, but you ain't nothing but Stop smoking dope. Yeah. Man, fuck you. Yeah. But it was the truth. Yeah. All I had done was start. I hadn't used the principle to change my belief system. At 11 years, I'm just starting to realize it was something way more serious than drugs driving. You wrong. Yeah. It was something, deep. my belief kept me sick, and on page 31 they talk about, many of us believe that the seed, you know when you talking about the seed, that shit deep in you, it infirmated, it didn't grab roots, something inside of me, driving me beyond my understanding. But when I took the steps, I went out and met him. I said, yeah, motherfucker, you got some trouble now. <laughs> See, one thing about Eddie, you better not give us the truth, we'll take it to the White House. Yeah, you give us some facts yeah. we real good when it comes to facts yeah. yeah so get back to him daughter I think this is important so I cussed out and shit she ain't one of them alternative lifestyles and shit and I got three grandchildren. and I ain't like it and so me and my ex-wife wasn't along too. this is just some recent shit so I like talking about how I'm doing I don't care nothing about what y'all think what's bothering me ain't what y'all think what's bothering me is what I think yeah, yeah. fuck I can't tell y'all what I'm thinking I was all in school and couldn't tell the teacher I was slow. I ain't coming here for that shit no more. Fuck, I come in here praying with y'all for. I was slow in school. I wasn't dumb. I was slow. I was scared to raise my hand because I knew I was slow. But I wasn't dumb. You think I'm going to come in here fucking with y'all? Trying to pretend? I ain't going. So anyway, I ain't going. I'm trying to get all right with me. Anyway, so I cussed my daughter out and I said, damn, bro. You cussed a little girl out that you left for 10 years? Hey, that's a sick person, ain't it? But she didn't do what I wanted her to do. She didn't talk the way I wanted her to talk. And I emotionally abused my little girl with my slick talking ass. I said, "Wrong well, why you heard her? You know why I heard her, don't you? I hadn't addressed my own pain. And I bullied her. Told so her, I ain't using. I told my daughter that man. Who you talking to? <laughs> I ain't using. I told my daughter that man, the little girl that had left 10 years. I put the dope fiend move on her. I told her I ain't using. But I was using. I was using the same belief system that it got me in trouble my whole life. I was using fear. So about three weeks ago I called up and <laughs> I said, hey, go to because I ain't talked to her. I treated her like she was a stranger. How sick is that, man? I came, because a man means to change, man. A man's don't mean to, to say you're sorry. A man's mean to look at a situation and say, man, this didn't pay off here. You better not keep using that anger resentment with people because you're going to have the same results. Yeah, See, I was using closed-minded. The book said what's indispensable is honest, old man, and willing to. I had closed my mind. When I closed my mind, you know I was lying. Mm-hmm. So if I closed my mind, I ain't willing to correct it. Mm-hmm. I stay stuck with my daughter. Mm-hmm. With my little girl that I had abandoned for ten years. Come on, tell me. I ain't practicing honest, old man. What if I'm talking shit into me? We're talking about recovering after the drugs. Man, ain't nobody talking about those drugs. The book says this book was written for people seeking what? Recovering. Drugs is a symptom. Fuck, we keep talking about symptoms. What? All the time, it's about the symptoms. Why? That's why we keep realizing we're treating symptoms instead of treating the problem. The problem is I'm spiritually sick. That's the problem. And because I don't use the principle honest, old man, and willingness, I stay sick. I heard this girl. She uh, she, see, Joe. My show told him. I said, "What you mean you told him? You ain't supposed to got like you ain't told nobody shit. You supposed to share your brain with people. fuck is you telling somebody something, but This ain't no theater. You supposed to share honestly about how you living with yourself. The book says honest sharing is what risky business. They know we ain't gonna tell the truth." We're gonna tell a damn story, man. But I'm talking about me, I ain't talking about y'all, man. I promise that. I ain't. Y'all ain't that important. Because when I lay down at night, I gotta take my inventory and say, Hey Ron, was you honest tonight? The tenth step is the key. The book say the book in the in, in a book you're talking about step four through nine in the book. You say my defects are put me in a corner where I won't be able to come out with. What about we talking about drugs all the time? All of the time, I don't use no matter what. And what's going to drive me back to the dope is my character. It ain't going to be no thought of using. It's going to be my character. That's what's going to drive me back to the dope, my character. will drive me to cuss right now going to be my belief system. going to be my character. So when I'm just, I'm just, I kind of, my daughter, I get emotional, man, because... It's real, you know what I'm talking about? If anyway, I made amends to her, and she called me daddy again. I think, I hear people making statements. you know, I think how erroneous. Say, man, I ain't going to buy my kids. I say, the pain I got with my kids, I paid for it, fool. The relationship I got, I bought that relationship by being emotional negligent. Now nah, I ain't going to pay to get it back. Where will it is that? I bought that relationship, man. It would, I, They didn't give it to me. Yeah, so I got to pay to get it back, man. I got to do some work, some self sacrifice, some level of my pride, take away some of my thoughts and beliefs, man, in order to build a relationship with a person that's supposed to be natural. It's almost unnatural, man. Yeah. Have I ran out of time? I got four minutes. I ain't got tired of talking now.
1: <laughs>
2: but anyway, man, this a, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, I um I always turn down speaking engaged I don't know. Uh I um I prefer working with people one on one than telling stories. Um uh, one of the books the books say um uh, my in the twelve books, twelve steps it said that in the book it talk about my best guarantee against relapse is is working with others. Yeah. Now I ain't talking about talking. I ain't talking about calling on the phone. I'm talking about introducing him to this life-saving message called the 12 steps and the principle. That's working with others. If you ain't introducing him to the 12 step, you, you ain't working with him, you playing with him. That's working with others. When you take him through the 12 step and introduce him to his problem, which is his self, that's working with others. That's what my sponsor did to me. He sit me down and guide me through the steps. He said, Ron, you see the problem? I said, yeah. He said, you got everything you need to make it on the journey. Good luck. I said, where are you going? I gave you everything you need, Ron, Ron. Okay. to make it on the journey. That's working with others. Yeah. Anything else, I'm just talking. So well, I'm just real glad to be here I'm glad y'all, everybody been, I ain't scared of y'all no more, I'm just glad to be here. Thank you. Man. <laughs>